Welcome to Season 10, Accessibility in the Arts. Spotlight on the Arts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay respects to the Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Season 10, Accessibility in the Arts, a platform to discuss the positive effects of arts and creativity for mental health and well-being, and the potential for the arts to help and address major policy change. We all know that the arts and creativity are among our most powerful assets playing essential roles in our health and well-being. This increases awareness and creates a resource to share the growing body of evidence and case studies related to the arts and mental well-being. My name is Brad Carter and I am an artist in residence for dance at Sydney Catholic Schools. At Clancy Catholic College, Simone has worked with students both in and out of the classroom. Simone has built the foundations of the Stage 5 elective dance, worked with students as choreographers and performers for competitions such as the Sydney Catholic School of Stedford and the Conference of Stedford, and prior to the restructure, the Miser Dance Festival. Simone worked with her students on preparing them for their involvement in the School of Rock mass production, as well as various Clancy College musicals. Simone also prepared her students for their performance at the Women's World Cup Basketball Quarterfinals. This year, in collaboration with Southern Cross Catholic College in Burwood, Simone is implementing the Viva Dance program here at Clancy. Are you like the Teacher of the Year at Clancy? Why, yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So much involvement in dance at your school. It's really impressive and so inspiring, I think, for many teachers here in Sydney Catholic Schools. Well, I just love it and I love the opportunity to work with the students. It's, it's really beneficial for me and for them as well. Absolutely. So welcome and thank you. Thank you. So Clancy Catholic College is one of the fastest growing communities here in Sydney. How do you ensure that you're providing arts opportunities for both your male and female students who come to the school? Well, here at Clancy, being a co-educational school, it's really important that both males and females are given the opportunity. And we do that both co-curricularly and given the opportunity within classroom as well. I guess that's the flexibility of dance is it appeals to the nature of a lot of different individuals. And for us here, we've got two young males who study not exclusively, but mostly hip hop. And so what we really do is give them the opportunity to use that within the classroom, particularly when it comes to assessment tasks, um, no matter the style, give them the opportunity to really showcase who they are as individuals but also within the extracurricular and um, performance opportunities. Within that as well, we encourage them, like we would with females, to study a range of different dance styles. And I know it's a bit stereotypical, but we do know that some styles are considered more female or studied quite um, commonly by females. And so what we do is allow those students the opportunity, particularly those males, to bring their study of, say, hip-hop into their assessment tasks, into different styles, use the characteristics, the elements of dance to still allow them the opportunity to showcase who they are and really make it um, more enticing for them to be here. And because we know that the more opportunity and personal choice that students get, the greater the autonomy that they have to actually um, study and they're more engaged within the classroom. And for us here at Clancy, we've got, as I said before, two young males who 
have been at times the driving force within dance at Clancy, you know, wanting to get up and perform in front of others to really encourage other individuals. And this has brought a couple of other males into our extracurricular study of dance as well within our performance opportunities. And it's really vital that we give them the opportunity to do so. I think it's beautiful as well, like the idea of having, you know, just the fact that you're co-ed and you've got males in the dance classroom. I think that's fantastic because I feel like the energy between the two, they just work so well together. Like the girls will also bring like this, you know, creativity and maybe contemporary or ballet that might be their background. But then, you know, the, the boys have got this like quirkiness probably in your class, would you say so? And they, yeah. And the girl, do the girls feel inspired? They do. And it's actually great because one of those males in particular does take the lead in a lot of but, choreographic yeah. opportunities, um, particularly when it comes to hip hop, but he also within the classroom, like utilising those dynamics of hip hop within those contemporary and those ballet mm. and jazz styles as well. It's been really great to see. And even now as they have moved in from stage five dance to stage six dance, we've actually got them studying it as well. And we're really utilising their skills skills and abilities within that. Yeah, fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the Viva program and the impact that it's had on students as as well as staff. So here at Clancy, we've only had stage five dance up and running for about five or six years now. And you don't generally see the push for stage six so early on after that happening. But we had this really motivated and determined year 10 group um, from last year who I had the opportunity of having for, stay, for year nine um, the year before. And then Mrs Jodie Coglin, our other dance teacher, took them through last year. And when it came to subject selection, they were really pushing to have stage six up and running here. And so when it came time to it, um, our principal actually came to us and and spoke about the different options, what we could do. Do we get stage six up here? You know, I run it. Um, Do we send the students to Burwood? And then there was this collaboration with um, Southern Cross and the arts team and the idea of having the Viva Dance program here at Clancy because it is quite difficult for some of our students to make the distance to Burwood. And so having the opportunity for our students to have dance within the Southwest was really important. And we looked at implementing the Viva program here at Clancy. And not only has that benefited our students, but we've also got students from Good Samaritan at Hinchinbrook and All Saints at Liverpool that now travel to Clancy to study dance. And I think the beauty of it all is that not only do we get to see these students learning off myself, um, but we're also collaborating with other students and developing themselves as individuals and their style and whatever it might be that they wouldn't usually get the opportunity to. And the fact that they now have the opportunity to showcase as well their talents and abilities as an academic subject of dance, it's really important. And it extends beyond just having the students benefit from it. So for myself, I'm actually working with um, the talented Melanie from Southern Cross um, Catholic College Burwood with the implementation of the Viva program and as educators it's not very often that we actually get the opportunity to learn from each other and so for me it's great professional development you know I'm learning different ways of teaching I'm de- learning you know new styles ways um, to help bring the best of out of our students and um, working in collaboration has given me that opportunity that I generally wouldn't have had the opportunity to if it wasn't for the Viva Dance program and so it's become such a vital program for both students and myself alike. Mm. Agreed it's so nice to team teach isn't it? Oh it's lovely. When you're both inspired by each other and you know often I find when I'm teaching with other dance teachers is that 
you both you both have the same outcome. You both have the same thing you want the students to achieve, but it's just said in a language that's slightly different. And you find that some students will click to that language, and then some students will click to the other language. But essentially, we're all on the same page, trying to get them to the same point. Yeah, and it's yeah. really unlocking as well, um, and evolving myself as an educator and a dancer because we know the um, the nature of dance is very different for individuals and um, the way that they learn and the styles and how they move. And so having someone else in their style gives those students a greater opportunity but also gives me a teaching opportunity mm. to learn from them and their style as well. Yeah. What a wonderful opportunity for the students too to just meet fellow students from other schools to be able to collaborate. And, it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Speaking of students, uh, one of your students, Brandon, is that right? That's he uh, choreographed an item for the basketball performance. Um, how, do, like, how did this opportunity come about and what drove them to take on such a huge leadership role? I really believe it's really important that um, students not only learn off teachers but from other students and I think that's where their biggest growth occurs. And so we give the opportunity for senior students to choreograph particularly our Sedford pieces and dance ensembles. And Brandon has taken the reins, so to speak, um, for hip-hop over the last couple of years. Actually, pretty much since he was in Year 7, he's had a role to play in choreographing. And last year, he was quite successful in his um, hip-hop performances. So first place at the Sydney Catholic Schools of Stedford, as well as first place at our conference of Stedford. And that came from his drive and push to get the best out of the students. He's really big on his choreography, you know, evaluating, feedbacking to students about what's going on. And then as a result of that success, we got the opportunity from the Sydney Catholic Schools Arts HQ to represent them at the Women's World Cup Basketball Quarterfinals as the halftime entertainment for the Australia game, which was a phenomenal opportunity that our students generally or probably would never have had the opportunity to. And even when it was just a conversation about the possibilities, Brandon went to work, you know, re-evaluated what he did. He said, no, nah, it's not enough. I need to fix it. I love that. I, I need love to- that. The choreographer's like, it's not good enough. We're going to go in and we're going to clean this and change this. That's amazing. Oh, it's wonderful. Because I said to him, look, we just need to make it longer, keep what we've got. But he went, no, I need to make it fit the scene. He goes, it's a different audience. It's, you know, that theatre in the round. It's It needs to be wonderful. It needs to be engaging. And so he went to work changing music, changing choreography, working with the students, providing them feedback. And I think it's just a really great opportunity for him and it just goes to show the drive and passion he has for dance and mm. for him to have that leadership opportunity and then be recognised on that platform. It was just phenomenal. Fantastic. We need more opportunities like that, right, for our young dancers and young choreographers. In your role here at Clancy Catholic College, what are your strategies for engagement that you have in your toolbox that you use to promote the arts? I think a lot of it comes down to finding those opportunities to recognise dance. And so, for example, I was Assistant Year 12 Coordinator last year and we have a night throughout the year called the HSC Major Works Night. And so that's the opportunity for, you know, TAS, Kappa and our Society and Culture students to showcase their major works. Now, it becomes more than just about Year 12. We look at We didn't have dance as a Year 12 subject last year, but we do have Stage 5. And so what we actually did there is I was able to bring some of those students in and use them as um, a performance opportunity and gave the audience members that came through a chance to see what else we offer here at the school. 
And so for those students, it was a really big night for them because being year nine and being at a year 12 showcase, it was incredible for them and they really loved it. And so I think it's really about finding those opportunities, you know, when you get to assemblies, when you have year group meetings, if there's someone who's got a talent, giving them the chance to showcase that. I think being in a wellbeing role as well, you really get the opportunity to learn about your students and learn about the kids within the cohort and they may not be people that come across your desk all the time or that are in those um, dance groups at school but maybe have an interest in it or a passion or need a platform to communicate them their ideas and who they are as a person and so finding opportunities particularly when it comes to subject selection so with our year eight students when they're looking at what they're going to do in years nine and ten and even our year ten students looking at you know, that stage six, that 11 and 12 academic subjects, talking to them about what they're passionate about and if dance is the place, well, here's a subject for you. Or is it that they need to study a subject like dance for their own mental health and wellbeing, you know? For some students, this is an outlet. And I've actually seen the benefits of that um, here at the college and particularly with one of our students who who really needed that opportunity to study dance and um, we're seeing the the benefits for their own emotional and mental well-being as a result of that. I always find that those students who aren't necessarily the best you know technical dancers but the ones that are creative or the ones that want to use it as an outlet they're the ones that have the most creativity when it comes to things like composition or um, putting together choreography or coming up with something really unique and different. Do you find that as well? Oh I do and, and often I'll say that to students particularly when you get those stage five students who come in in year nine they've never studied dance they've had a you know they've maybe self-taught or um, they've had an interest in it they've seen other people and they've just wanted to see what it's like I'll often say to them when they're all quite nervous about being here is that a lot of the time because they don't have the foundations and the structure that and discipline that some of the other students have they're a lot more freer in their thinking and so Mm -hmm. we see that level of creativity coming through within their work And they start to really appreciate that and they're quite recognised amongst their peers as well when that occurs. Yeah, it's beautiful because you see, you know, the the super technical dancers have something to share with the creative side and then the creatives, you know, they learn off each other, right, in the the classroom. I think it's beautiful. Fantastic. Um, What are some of the challenges that teachers are facing in providing the arts access for all students? And how do you think we can work together to empower all learners in the arts? It's a very loaded question. Please. <laughs> that doesn't have a specific <coughs> answer, but what do you think? One of the things I think is the hardest thing for us as educators is people recognising subjects such as dance and you know, your visual arts and music as academic subjects and seeing them at the same level as the other subjects like maths and English. And so it's really trying to change that notion or perception of, of what those subjects are. We know that not every student is the same. We know that some students really thrive in environments where they're able to showcase their talents and abilities and we really need them the op- had to have the opportunity for this. Yeah, the, st- the, students want to t- the students want to take dance and they... And do you find pushback from parents? I think we do some of the time because if they don't see the significance of those subjects, then it becomes a lot harder for students to get the opportunity to because a lot of the time... Parents influence what our students do. And so giving them the opportunity to be educated on the arts as an academic subject and getting them to really instill in the students the significance of the arts will get them to start to see it as such a priority. Mm. Because also even then those students that we know 
you know, love and have a passion for dance, a lot of the time they push it to the wayside because, you know, you hear all about maths and English being so important that they could succeed so well in dance, but they're not given it the time that they are other subjects. So if they have those, you know, from parents and from other teachers, seeing the significance and the importance of dance and recognising that, it helps our students as well because then they feel the drive and motivation that they do. We also, once again, give them the opportunity to be creative and to have those moments and then let them recognise, you know, let their parents and those in the wider community recognise that, you know, looking for community and college events where we can say, hey, this is what students are capable of. And we're actually fortunate enough with one of our students whose family didn't really see the importance, importance yeah. of, of dance, um, got the opportunity to watch their child at Ernest Edford and was so successful and now they can see the drive and passion and it's just changed that whole perception of dance and the arts and it's given this student the opportunity to study it and I think that's just so important and I've seen this student go on to thrive as a result of it. Yeah and I'm sure that this student thrives in other subjects because they have that creative outlet now and isn't that 100% why we do what we do just to like change the perception from parents and to you know even have students just giving them the opportunity to express and to, you know, to find their tribe and find their way through the arts. Yeah, and it and then it filters into the other st- staff members as well. You know, you see the recognition that those students then get from other staff members within the college and then that's where we can see that continuation and that importance of it as a subject. Fantastic. All right. I think it's time for lightning round. So... You've just got to give the first answer that pops into your head um, without thinking. So, are you ready? Yep. Here we go. Rolling Stones or Beatles? Beatles. If you were a Muppet, which one would you be? Miss Piggy. Instagram, TikTok or MySpace? Instagram. What is your favourite Hugh Jackman movie? The Greatest Showman. Best Australian song? Never Tear Us Apart in Excess. Mm, Tim Tams or Lamingtons? Tim Tams. Love that Tim Tam slam. All right. Favourite emoji? Ooh, uh, the one I use most commonly, probably the laughing emoji. The laughing with the tears? Yes. All and right. the one on the side, so the, it's not even one? just the straight face. <laughs> it's the, like, the complex one. Yeah. Love it. All right. Finish the sentence. Arts education is important because? Our art students are important. They really need a platform to express themselves and an opportunity and environment that fosters the growth of them as an individual. Amazing. Thank you so much, Simone, for joining us. Join us next time as we continue our journey into the discovery of accessibility in the arts.